For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance and Metal Injection. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 171 of MSR Cast, the metal fanzine for your ears, man. Yep. I am Kerry Gordon. I am Kerry G. Along, well, let's say Kerry the Metal Geek. Is that, is that what it is now? They call you the Metal Geek. They call, that's what they call me. I am Sean the Metal Pigeon, and I'm so pumped up to do this episode. It feels like it's been too long. You know, I've been called worse, so it's the Metal Geek is okay. Yeah, no, it's good. Metal Geek is good. Embrace that. We have nothing but brand new music to bring you on this episode. Yeah. There's a lot of great summertime shit that's just come out recently. We're playing catch-up also, but I think... I hey, think we're playing mustard. We too. have so much music in this episode. We will be caught up by the time we finish this. Maybe, so. yeah. We have a premiere too from a, a local Houston Doom band. Yeah, Project Armageddon coming I, up later in the show. At some point, very soon, they're going to be national. So if you're wondering why we're playing like a local band on this podcast, just get ready. So. We play local stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. We like the locals. Yeah, I think Project Armageddon. They're going to blow up at some point. Um, they so, just play Comic Palooza. So yeah, yeah, and you know what? Hey, look at that segue. This is such a this is such a crazy time because you, you, now the comic Palooza stuff is over in yes. Houston. Everything's winding down. But in the interim, since the last time we did an actual new podcast, because the last episode was the Dave Elfson interview, it was done at Comic Palooza. That's right. You've turned into like a Houston metal or geek celebrity of sorts. I, I don't know about that, but no, no, no. no. See, people don't because I'm not sure if you guys talked about this on the Metal Geek Show. Not really, but. Um, you have a TV show. Yeah. It, it's, it's okay. For people who don't know, there's a new station in Houston called uh, News Fix. And it's, 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 uh, it's run not, by the CW. It's, it's a, on the CW network. It's not a traditional newscast. No, it's they definitely have, not traditional. They don't have anchors, basically. They have just uh, news packages. News packages, and like stories. done in segments, stories. And, and they're in, they do, which is what I like about it. It's, it's not your typical. You know, doom and gloom news stories. Right, yeah. Back to you, George. Yeah, that kind of thing. It's 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 just one story after another. It's an interesting. It, it's certainly interesting and unique to Houston. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're doing it anywhere else. There's in the a country. couple other cities that do it actually. Okay, Dallas. Um, I know has a news fix. Really? Uh, Dallas. Hey, <laughs> sorry, Dallas people. But um, that was him, not me. So now Carrie here is the host, co-host. Along with Justin from the Comical Podcast, true, and the Justin Case Podcast, of a show called Adventures in Geekery, and you guys debuted at you you, you started your first two debut episodes. That's right. Our first our first episode came out during the weekend of Comic Palooza, right. and then we did a story on Comic Palooza. And I'm in the middle of editing one more right now, and we have a bunch of more bunch bunch more coming. Yeah, yeah. No, on your screen when when I when I showed up here today, I saw the like you guys were editing yep. whatever. Yeah. So this is cool. Like you're actually like he's he's out there with a with a microphone that has the news fix logo on it. And like you're kind of this guy now who's in Houston. You're gonna be recognized as oh yeah, the news fix guy, the geek guy at news fix. Maybe. I don't know. This is huge. We're gonna ride your coattails. Like you know, <laughs> Metal Geeks is gonna ride your coattails and then we're gonna ride Metal Geeks' coattails. I, so. I think it might be the other way around. <laughs> I don't know. And it's our cast has been going for a long time. Yeah. We're we're sort of riding the metal injection coattails, so yeah. but it's okay. 
We love it. We love everybody. Someone's coattails are going to get ridden. That's right. (laughs) So it's it's a big deal. I mean, for 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 us, uh, you're making me blush a little bit. It seems like all this stuff has happened since the last time we recorded an episode. Yeah. And like now we finally get to focus up on the music again. So now that before we go too far away from Comic Palooza, let's discuss a little bit of what's relevant to this show, which is the metal. So if you listen to episode 170, which was the last episode that came out. Uh, I was fortunate and I, I want to say lucky enough to be able to moderate a panel with the legendary Dave, David Ellison from Megadeth. It was it was an amazing experience, man. And when yeah. it, we talked, we touched about it a little bit on the Metal Geeks podcast, but man, okay, I think I told we were talking earlier. It's like I went up to him, I introduced myself to him a couple of days before, and we you know we got to know each other a little bit. He's a really nice guy, and I've and I've read his book, and if you haven't read his book. Um, called life, life after death, or life right. with death, life yeah. with death. It's a really good read. Um, you know, he doesn't get a little bit into the religious aspect of his life, but it's not in your face, overly religious book. It's very yeah. much the history of his life being starting when starting playing out, and then moving to L.A. and joining Megadeth and his whole life. You know, yeah. But you know, he wanted to touch upon the new new album, and then of course the book during that panel he really it felt like he really opened up to me as an as a, as an interviewer Dude, it was you know? a good interview it, it was actually like a really good and the, the questions were like i thought were beyond the usual crap that he, that he gets asked and it was just kind of like um he said some stuff in there that was certainly like to me i was just like oh yeah that was I. I did not expect him to to, to even comment on the whole Nick Menzel. Yeah, me either. But you know, yeah. when that was going on, I'm sort of thinking to myself, I'm like, this is sort of like breaking news in a way, right? A yeah. little bit. Oh, and dude, that's like the actual our last podcast got passed around the air. Now it was on Blabbermouth. Yeah, it was on uh, Metal Wani, big huge metal site in India. Um, just it was all over the place that that podcast. So. Uh, I don't cool. know who was submitting these links to these people, but you know, if usually you were, I used to do it, but right? I, didn't, yeah. I didn't even do it this time. I'm, yeah, someone picked it up and passed it over to those guys. And then so. you got it. You got. We talked about this on the Metal Geeks podcast. The the blabbermouth 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 dot net. The, uh, the what do you call them? The trolls. Mm-hmm. Everybody just came out and started talking shit about Megadeth. I'm like, really, guys? Come on. Oh no, that happens in every article on Megadeth. I know. Yeah. You got to take it with a grain of salt. You know what I? I remember I was when I told the story on that show. I knew when I finally made it. It's when Blabbermouse picked out, picked up. I don't even remember what episode of MSR cast it was, but somebody talked shit about me in the in the in the in the comments. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I fucking made it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a great feeling. Really, yeah. it was weird. But you know, besides David Ellison, which he was so such a nice guy, man. You don't know what to expect, but. You know, super super cool dude. Yeah, that's everything I've I've heard from him just in interviews and yeah, you know, even like the on the Megadeth behind the music. He just seems like such a yeah an affable, friendly guy. He really you know, is the complete opposite of what you'd expect from a guy in a band called Megadeth. That kind of thing. And well, he that. and that's, he gave a story I'd never heard the <clears throat> actual you know the meaning of the word Megadeth. Oh yeah, the yeah. I didn't know. I made a joke. I was like, I didn't know there was gonna be mass involved with it. Right. Yeah. And he really did laugh on that one too, yeah. which was great. I was like, oh fuck, I made him laugh. All right. <laughs> but no, he was a really cool interview. You know, I mean, yeah. it was, I, like, I had that moment halfway during it, and I just he was looking at me. We we're standing, you know, less than a foot away, sitting a less than a foot away from each other, at just you know on a 
stage with the panel, right. which is where in that same room a couple of days before I did a panel, I hosted a panel, Why Science Fiction Matters. And um, it had a couple um, local guys from The Zone. It had uh, Joe Nason from The Zone. And it had um, Robert Scott or Scott P- Patterson. He was like a local, um, you know, Texas, you know, video game, like aficionado type of guy. Right. He's pretty famous. He just uh, played in the uh, that Nintendo World Champ, and he was like second place. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and then this guy named J.G. Hertzler, which I didn't know who he was, but... Apparently he's a big Star Trek guy. He was in like Voyager or something, but he played one of the uh, the Doctor in uh, Bioshock. Oh, oh! And I okay. didn't even know that. Awesome. I was like, yeah. I found that afterwards. I'm like, what the <clears throat> fuck? Really? All yeah. right. That was cool to me. But um, speaking of the metal portion of Comic Palooza, so we also had Guar there, man. Right. Yeah. Guar was amazing. I saw that picture with you and Guar. That was fantastic. Oh my god! Like the last day, they all there were six members of Guar there. Yeah. They all dressed up in costume. I mean, fucking sleazy P. Martini was there. Right. <laughs> and it was weird talking to the dude when he's out of costume. Uh-huh. And I don't remember the guy's real name now, but he told me the story of, of um, you know, his hair piece, his head piece. He has to have like a weight system uh, behind it so it stays on. Right. <laughs> because it is so heavy <laughs> on the front, it would just fall right off. So yeah. there's like a weight, a counterweight system on the back so it yeah. doesn't fall off. I was like, I never thought about that. Years of perfecting it. And I've never yeah. been that close to the costumes and, and to Guar, and right. they're they're having fun. They're playing around. They're when they were on stage, when they were there, when they were on the floor, they were in character. Right. You know, when they I, were out of out of, can't you can't say out of costume because right. when they're out of character, they were they were just normal guys just hanging right, out yeah. and they would talk to you. It was very interesting, man. I got to imagine that it was nice for them to be in a place in costume where it wasn't like, you know, because I bet they go on stage in yeah. these venues and it's just still hot. Right. But the, the George R. Brown Convention there is one of the coldest buildings <laughs> in this city. Yeah. I know from personal experience. I think the only thing they'll, they'll be like just more uh, chilling than that is like sitting at Reliant Stadium or something where the, the air conditioner vents blow directly on you. I went to a Texans preseason game really quick. I, I went there in August um, a couple years ago. And like, you know, we're out in, sh- you know, short sweep shirts and everything. And I see these people walking by and they're clutching hoodies and stuff <laughs> when they're going to the building and jackets. I'm like, look at these idiots. Right. And we go in there and we're just like freezing our nuts it's off. Fucking, <laughs> it's fucking August in Texas, man. What the hell's going on? Yeah. But uh, yeah, they were really cool. I didn't do an interview or anything with them. It's just, you know, I was working the con too. Right. But, yeah. Um, I did get to interview Rudy Sarzo. For the Adventures of Geekery show, uh-huh. he was a really nice guy. He's—I I didn't realize he had such a sick accent until I started really talking to him. He Cuban, really does. Cuban yeah, accent. Cuban. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a super nice guy, man. He's really cool. I'm not a huge fan of all of his music. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Queen's Reich was Jeff Tate. Yeah. But um, yeah, apparently he's touring now with um, uh, Tracy Guns in a, in a version of L.A. Gun. So yeah, mm. I want to say that I saw him live with when he was with Dio. Dio Disciples. Yeah, we did. Um, was he with Dio back in like '03 when they were opening for Maiden uh, at the? I the, I think you might be right because I feel like he well, was he was with Dio show. Disciples too, wasn't he? Oh, was, see, with that Ripper. I, yeah, he might have been. Yeah, because he played on that Ripper album. Because I know that, I know at some point he left Dio and then he came back or something. Yeah, or maybe I'm just totally wrong on that. I don't know. And we did watch the uh, reason we watched this little sort of on the same topic. We watched the Quiet Riot documentary that was uh-huh. on Showtime. Yeah, that was actually really good. Really? Yeah, yeah. he was in there a little bit. Huh. I yeah. need to give that a shot. It's 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 an interesting interesting story. It's mostly about Kevin. like a little bit. 
it's it's mostly they follow Frankie Benali around who oh. in his story and how the deaths of Kevin Dubrow affected him and all that kind of stuff yeah. and how it affected the band. It's pretty pretty interesting, you know, documentary. Yeah. I like I I love watching documentaries about bands, so no matter who it is. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of uh, strange that no one's done like a like a serious documentary on like all these fading hair bands, like done like a collage type documentary on like Warrant and Rat and stuff like that. It's yeah. like the lives are interesting afterward. Bullet after Boys, the, Cinderella. Bullet Boys, yeah. <laughs> who apparently have a new album out that's terrible. And apparently they're touring with uh, <laughs> this version of L.A. Guns with Rudy Sarzo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else did I meet? I, I met Marky Ramone, dude. The last remaining member of the Ramones. <laughs> and and he, um, I got an autographed drum head from him at oh, the show. Really? It was really cool. Yeah. It was, a, it was an interesting show. I mean... Right next to where, um, like, Dave Ellison and Rudy Sarzo were, it was, like, all the wrestlers were there, and across from there was, like, Walt Simonson was, like, right there, the legendary comic book writer, and his wife, Louise Simonson. And then, like, next to them, around the corner, was, like, the comic book men, and then you had, like, all the cast from Gossam, and it was just, like, this weird conglomeration of, like, different things is melding together at, at comic blues it was sort of cool but you didn't get to meet rosario dawson i did not and you didn't get to meet summer glow i walked by summer glow her line was too long at one it, but the, you saw her we i saw her i did not yeah, i saw enough. i saw rosario dawson um being taken backstage right. at one point i did meet somebody from agents of shield who you you're looking at this picture right yeah, here? Yeah, that was that was the first thing I noticed when I wa- when I walked by here. Yeah, she she's pretty fantastic. Chloe Bennett. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did meet uh, go- a lot of a cast of Gotham were there, so I met uh, at least four of the four of the five people that were there. So right. Um, were the lines for Jeremy Renner was just out. Jeremy of Renner was 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 crazy. He was, was only there for like five hours on Colby Saturday. Colby Smolders was there too. Yeah, she was there. I didn't meet her either. That would have been another one I would have liked. Kind of sucks that Jillian Anderson was at the Dallas. Uh, yeah, at Comic Expo or whatever they have going the on the next there. weekend. Yeah, yeah, and and she wasn't at the Houston one. That yeah. kind of irks me a little bit, but whatever, you know. Yeah, there's still more time. Yeah. There's other shows coming. Don't yeah. worry. Um, let's get into some music. Yes. Uh, the first band that we have for you this evening, I sounded like Ed McMahon or, or I mean, like Ed Sullivan or something. Ed Sullivan. Um, so one of my favorite bands, Armored Saint, has a new album. The yeah. Armored Saints from Germany as Fitzgeralds. Long time ago, when they played here in Houston, advertised them. Really? Yeah, they were the Armored Saints from Germany. <laughs> That's weird. Well, okay. Um, they they just put a brand new album out, and the uh, the track that I picked is called "An Exercise in Debauchery." Yeah, Sounding good. Too. It's this very was, very catchy. This is like the first thing these guys have done in a long time. Right? Yeah, it's, um, they put an album out called La Raza. I'd have to pull up their wiki page while we play the song, okay. but yeah. Yeah, it's it's been the it's the first album in, in many many years. Yeah. We'll, we'll pull up that information so we're better informed. Yeah, uh, after this track, so uh, John Bush, glad to hear him again. Sounds good as, as good as ever. As good as ever, yeah. Yeah, and hopefully that Burger King money is paying off for him so we can is do he more. Still album. doing that stuff? I think so. I, I know he, that's his job. But like, yeah, is he still doing it for Burger King? Possibly. Wow, I'm not sure if he's on every commercial or what, right. but yeah. yeah. Nice. Next time you listen to a Burger King commercial, say think to yourself, that could be John Bush from Anthrax and Armored Saint. Yeah. It's it's a little strange, but here you go. Here is uh, an exercise in debauchery. Yeah. 
So I guess debauchery makes you tired because I didn't feel like exercising at all. No. <laughs> what did you think of that song, man? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it it's, just, it's rocking and it's it's yeah. you know it's raw. I love it. Typical, man. just not, and I say typical in the best possible sense for yeah. Armored Saint. That's how I want Armored Saint to sound. Yeah, exactly. Nothing, nothing fancy. Don't get don't get crazy on me. Just sound like yourselves. It's a really good album. The album's called uh, "Win Hands Down," and it's a brand new release. Yeah. Came out June second, two thousand fifteen, and we said. And so their last album was um, La Raza, uh, which came out in two thousand ten. Yeah, and the last thing they had out really before that, the first real, the, the last real album was two thousand Revelation. These are this is a band of guys who have day jobs and stuff, and they yeah. put out two albums since the release of Metallica's Death Magnetic. And again, I'm going to take a jab at Metallica here. How long does it take to put out an album? Right, just. So, <laughs> I was at work the other or the other day, and I was listening to um, Judas Priest on Spotify. Right? Yeah. And Metallica came up on the you know the radio thing. Felt so good to give them the thumbs down. Yeah, I, I was I'm like, surprised nope. that they're on Spotify because for the longest time they were like pushing against it, and they won more. You know, they they came on again, and I and I did it again. Oh really? Still yeah. felt just as good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Did you hear about the the fifty disc live? album box i did from in. like australia or something yeah from like uh, all these shows in australia and they're like shows like one right after the other not like oh you know this year and then this year and no they're all in the span of like a couple weeks it was like 600 bucks or something for the box set <laughs> just so stupid Come on. So how many pointless. times can you do you really want creeping death over and over like if if these are from shows that are one after the other how many variations are there going to be in that set list none and then why would you? Who's gonna? I mean, it just—it's just one of those. It's just another one of those things where you just kind of like look at it and you go, you know, other bands write new music. They don't put out fifty disc box sets of, right. non, of essentially nonsense. 
50 discs, if it's a... If How many live like a, concerts do you need from your favorite band? I mean, if we're talking about like maybe like a, like a Beatles compilation, yeah, okay, they deserve 50 discs. Uh, Led Zeppelin or Fleetwood Mac or some legendary band like that that like... Over the years, okay, these are our live shows over Iron the Maiden. years. Iron Maiden. I'm like, yeah. And you know what? Iron Maiden put out a, uh, uh, what was it? An eight-disc box set. It was like a six-disc box set. It was something reasonable. You know, the old thing they released back in 2003, the uh, Eddie. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, you know, the tin box? Tin box, yeah. Great box set. Reasonable box set, you know? Like, okay, here's a show from this time. Here's a show from this time. Here's some B-sides. Here's a shot glass. Something nice, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So... I don't understand Metallica, and it's just another reason for Metallica fans Cash grabs. to just shake their heads. Lars Ulrich is not making enough money with art or whatever he was doing in that horrible yeah, movie. I, I'm not. Really... I only made a million dollars. Okay, dude, you only made a million dollars. Fuck you. <laughs> that when I was watching that documentary, uh, when he did that shit, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm completely over this band. Right. If this this motherfucker is going to complain about a million not making a million dollars. No, yeah, I, he's out of touch with his his fan his fan base. You know, I guess that was that was like his he was auctioning off his art collection yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. You know, I, I I you can he can have all that stuff. It's just you guys have your you own your own studio. You know, it's Metallica HQ is a recording studio, not just a rehearsal space. Really, it doesn't it, making a new album doesn't take this long. Bands who have less resources than you that have to commit their time to day jobs release like an album every two years. When was the last time they put out an album? Two thousand eight, Death Magnetic. Okay, I mean, I think it was like early two thousand eight too. So it's been a full, you know, seven years. Seven years. Like these guys are just. But let me ask you this question: the most important question you you will ever be asked. Do you want them to make new music? Do you I, really, really want that? They they owe everyone a new album f- to make up for the nonsense they did on Lulu, just oh. just to just to make up for it. You know like, that's why that's why Lou Reed died. <laughs> yeah, he heard the album finally. He's like, oh, what the fuck? All right, I'm out. I'm checking out of here. <laughs> I was drunk. I was stoned. <laughs> Didn't know what I was doing. I don't know. It sounded good at the time. Just those guys. Oh. Metallica is just, they're not good statesmen for metal. They don't represent anything that the metal ethos is about. And I say this having been grown up as everyone grew up a Metallica yes. fan. You can't you know? deny being a Metallica fan no. one time in your yeah, life. So ridiculous. For a to long deny, time yeah. in your life, probably. Yeah. So who is that one band then? Who is the, the, the elder statesman of, of metal? I mean, uh, you can you can throw at any name of a band that's been active and committed to making new music. Any band will work as above Metallica at this point. Testament, for example, you know Look Testament. those guys. Yeah. Armored Saint, for God's sakes, is a is are they're good statesmen for metal. You know they represent everything the genre is about. You know um, Metallica, Megadeth are better statesmen than Metallica are, and that's even though the last album was not very good. Even with the crappy albums they put out, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. So, ain't enough about Metallica. We're going to talk about some real metal bands this time. So, yeah, let's. Uh, what do we have coming up next to play? So this was Unleashed, right? Yeah, uh, we could we could we could talk about some other Swedish bands while we're while we're here. Um, well, I was going to mention. Well, you went. You said other Swedish bands. My first thought was he either wants me to talk about In Flames or ABBA. No, so. no, no. Neither uh, of those bands. I was going to talk about the Entomb thing. Oh, okay, yeah. 
So let's, yeah, let's do that. Okay, we'll get into that. Not ABBA. All right. Uh, you need to get your mind your mindset right, man. All right. Um, <laughs> so if you didn't know about this, uh, Entombed AD is what they're going by now. Yeah. They're touring on the Metal Alliance tour with um, Deicide and a couple other bands, including Hate Eternal, Black Crown Initiate, and there was an- one other band I can't remember. Well, all of a sudden, uh, I guess what over the past weekend, um, they're off the tour. They got kicked off the tour. The Metal Alliance branding is off all all future you know branding for the show. It's not Metal Alliance show anymore. <clears throat> who was Metal Alliance? Who was the sponsor behind that Metal? Um, it's a uh, actually I I, t- I think I know the guy, but he's they've done many many different you know tours. Yeah, and it always seems like every time there's a Metal Alliance tour, yeah. one of the bands gets thrown off. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. About I don't know that. about that. I think this is more of a D side thing. Truthfully, oh, really? Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, because okay, so Glenn Benton apparently is not the most easiest guy to get to yeah, work with, right? And he's been known to throw a little hissy fits about kicking bands off tours and stuff like huh. that when they. Well, I'm going to use air quotes here. Upstage them, and we okay. You got to give D side credit. We talked about this on Metal Geeks. They're they are an originator for that style of you know brutal death metal. All right. Um, that that being said, I'm not a huge huge fan of the band. I mean, right, I like yeah. them. I can listen to them. I can see them live. Last but, album was really good too. Yeah. But okay. Well, uh, granted, yes. Right. <laughs> um, there was a Yahoo screen, you know, they, they, they should do live shows. Last week they broadcast a live D side show uh-huh. and we're watching it. And I was like, Hmm, well, all right, this is D side. That was about yeah. it. No, they're not that exciting live. No, you know, it's more of those more just kind of visceral pit shows. Like, yeah, they're yeah. not that interesting to watch. Basically is what I'm trying to say. But this is the, um, the, the tweet that Entombed put out, um, happened on June 7th. So not that long ago, um, attention U.S. headbangers. We got pulled off the U.S. tour for reasons we don't yet know. On our way to Sweden now, never in 30 years have we experienced something like this, but we will be back soon. Cheers. Well, you know. Yeah, there you go. They got. <clears throat> I think you'd rather see Entombed on their own kind of thing anyway. Getting like a longer set, that kind of thing. I mean, DSI comes around often enough. Entombed does not. However, and apparently Deicide added a new photo onto their Twitter page or Facebook or something the day before Entombed even made this announcement. Uh huh. Taking Entombed off the the poster as well yeah. as the Metal Alliance is gone. Yeah. So I I don't know what happened. I I don't know the details and I can't really speculate. Right. Really too much, but it sort of sucks. Maybe they're getting paid too much and Deicide wanted more money, and the promoter wasn't working for them or whatever. So this is another thing here. Um, this is also Metal Sucks, and their request for comments from the tour organizers had not been met yet. But something uh, worth pointing out, in 2013, Deicide's Glenn Benton had Broken Hope kicked off a tour, allegedly because members of Broken Hope were behaving like a-holes. Listen to Benton's version of the story here. Hmm. He, I guess he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. It's a he said, she said bullshit, you know, if we're not there to listen, to know what's really going on, we can't really speculate, but. Yeah. 
I know. I'm sorry to everybody that was looking forward to seeing uh, Entombed on this tour. Yeah, that's because the last album is really good. Yeah. Wow. Hey, look at that segue. Broken Hope. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even planning on that one. Right. Um, so, Jeremy Wagner, um, guitar player from Broken Hope. Um, this was an article on examiner.com. So, recently, founding member and guitarist for heavy metal band Broken Hope, Jeremy Wagner. Uh oh. Some stupid ad popped up on their website. <laughs> I don't want to learn more about your ad. Shut up. Um, okay, so Jeremy Wagner announced he donated his entire rural Illinois farm, the buildings, and all the land to an animal rescue and rehab- rehabilitation organization. How does a guy like that own a farm in the first place? He's a he's an author. Really? Yeah, he's a horror. He's a horror author as well. Huh. Horror. Okay. Yeah, and that's his day job basically. So here's what he said. This is a quote straight from Jeremy Wagner. Um, Today I made the biggest do- donation of my life. I signed off and gave away my entire farm to the animal rescue rehab group I've been working with since I purchased the property last summer. I'm too busy to manage and enjoy the place, but it does my heart and soul good knowing I have now given a refuge and paradise for many animals who will be given help and love and new homes for many years to come. My generosity and goodwill for the benefit of animals will never stop. Giving my farm away for free was a super huge sacrifice, but it was an awesome one. That's weird. He said awesome one. Um, And it won't be the last time I do it. In this life, money doesn't mean shit if you don't do good with it. So I do as much good as I can before I leave this rock. Cheers. There. That's a nice thing to do. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So even brutal death metal like Broken Hope can save your animal. Yeah. That's, that's the lesson learned here. <laughs> so we should all listen to more Broken Hope now, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. The more you listen to Broken Hope, the more animals you will save. Yeah, I guess, yeah. There's got to be a correlation there somehow. <laughs> there's some kind of correlation. <laughs> well, that's a really cool thing. I mean, I would actually love to have him on the show just to talk about that. Right, just yeah. interview him. Yeah. That's a heavy thing to do. Give away like property that you like land yeah. that you've invested in. Like here, wow, wow, good for him. And I feel bad when I donate like twenty dollars mm-hmm. or something. I'm like, oh, I have remorse for giving away my, giving away your all your, your property and your. That's that's pretty big, man. Yeah, could you do something like that? No, but for the animals, man. The come on, you could. I, well, if I had, if I had. The luxury of giving it away, yeah. My, my dog's looking at you right now. She's not, but... No. <laughs> she's staring at you going, why not? Don't you love me? Yeah. yeah. I would like to think that if I had uh, access to resources that I could afford to part with, I would I would do it in some way. So let's get to the band we we sort of segued away from, Unleashed. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I, I This is the first time I heard the album was today, actually. Yeah, what'd you think? It's really, really good. It's yeah, raw. It's, it's it's Swedish raw freaking death metal. Yeah, for me, like, because th- their last couple albums for me have fallen kind of flat, and I just sort of, I don't know, didn't really think about them after a while. Uh, and this one just kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't even know they were releasing an album this year. And uh, they it's the sound wise, they it, it's still the same. Unleashed sounds like Unleashed. Yeah, but the songwriting this time is on point, and that's what. Um, just I don't know, just more concise. The songs are a little bit shorter, and they just kind of uh, the hooks are stronger, and uh, it's just a, it's just a good. It's it's kind of. I hate to say it, a little Amana Marcy. Well, but it's, it's but it's different. Way, it's what I want Amana Marth to sound like, and the the thing that Amana Marth always had over Unleashed was that 
they had uh, the catchiness factor. But, but you know, Unleashed does the same lyrical topic type stuff that they do. Yes. It's yeah. like a raw, ver- unpolished version of Amon Mars. Yeah, but the new album's really good, and I, I, I'm just surprised by it. What, what track did you pick that we're going to play? I think it's the last song in the album, uh, so Welcome the Son of Thor. That's right. Just, yeah. It, so it's, it sort of fits that geeky topic that we like. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very it's very Amonamarthy. This one in particular, it really is. Like where he actually sounds. That's like, an adjective now. Yeah, Amonamarthy. <laughs> Amonamarthy. Yeah, Amon yeah. You, you can use it. Hashtag that shit. Yeah, it it definitely could have been like off like uh, one of the early Amonamarth albums. Indeed. Yeah. So this is um, from the album Dawn of the Nine. Here is Unleashed, and the track is Welcome the Son of Thor.
right, you were just listening to Unleashed, uh, Welcome the Son of Thor, from the album Dawn of the Nine. So what do you get Thor when he, ha- when you- when he has a baby? Well, what do you bring them? I mean, you bring them diapers? What do you... You mean as, oh, like a, like a present? A baby gift, yeah. Um, Natalie Portman, I <laughs> guess. So do you know in the comic books there's a female Thor, right? Oh, really? Yeah, so the... Thorina? The- no, it's still sore. She's because whoever is well, they just announced who it is. Right. So whoever can hold the Mjolnir is worthy of being sore. Oh, okay. So sore dies, and somebody else picks up the mantle. Do you know who it is? Can you guess who a female sore would be? You're actually talking about someone they've cast as this. This. Uh... Well, yeah, they're in the com- and they're in the movie too. Oh, I hope it's Natalie Portman. Like, that would be awesome. It is. Yes! Yep. <laughs> this is fantastic. Jane, Jane Foster, no spoilers, for, sorry for spoiling it, but is now the female Thor in the Marvel comics. Just to see her in that outfit will be fantastic. That's reason enough for me to go see that movie. Well, it's not in the movie. It's just right now it's in the comics. It shall be a movie at some it point. It shall be. You you command it? <laughs> well, I'm assuming. I demand it now. like a million Marvel movies coming out. It's got to be one of them, right? Maybe. Yeah. Okay, this is good. <laughs> He's like fantasizing now. Well, I'm just imagining trying to get rid of that, that guy's face, whatever that dude's, Hemsworth, whatever that guy's name is. So you're just putting her face on his body? No, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's right, move on from that. Where's that picture of that uh, of that one? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I need to uh, see Are you talking about again. Dave Ellison? No. <laughs> are you talking about Chloe Bennett? Yes, there you go. There That's you a go. good image to have. All right. What's better? So, uh, what do you want to talk about? Want to talk about some new releases? Yeah, um, we stuff we're not talk, playing because we, you know, what the last episode I realized I was looking at it today. Yep, we only touched on the Paradise Lost. That's right, because we, we were just playing that the single. That's true. Now I assume you've had time to digest the album. I, I have. have, dude. I love that album. It is really, really good. It's so good. It's, I mean, it's the Paradise Lost album I've been wanting for a long time because yeah. it. it, it Combined most of their career in one cohesive platter, yeah. Basically, because it has some of the some of the old you know doomy stuff. It has some of the the heavier vocals that he used to do. Not quite as good, yeah. And just the songwriting so like inspired. It's not like it's not necessarily the, the catchiest album you ever heard, but no. it's just really artfully constructed. But it does have some of that Depeche Mode moments that they're known they were known for in and the nineties. And I'm 90s, okay you know? with that. I am they, too. Because the way they they blend it in, it's very seamless, and it's not. It doesn't feel like some sort of uh, you know tacky uh, add on or something. So it's, I guess this time in in Bloodbath really did pay off a little bit. Yeah, I mean it was. It's an influence that's I think that kind of has jolted them. With McIntyre, when I interviewed him for his other band, what like two years ago, he said that the next Paradise Lost album that he wants to do is going to be heavier, and he delivered. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was, I was like, okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of people say that shit. They're like, oh, our next album's going to be really heavy. You're like. Yeah, sure it is. That's what everybody says. Yeah, yeah. But they they deliver. What's what's always great is that one smart band that will never say anything like that, and then you just come out with their new album and it's just like, whoa, where did this come from? You know? Yeah. Falconer's really good at doing that. Like um, that Swedish album they did a couple records ago was just un just like for a power metal band was just so brutal, like death metal, black metal, brutal, and um, yeah, I I just never saw it coming. 
So yeah, I I like stuff like that, and I think this Paradise Lost album, it's it's such a good album. I'm thinking like, how can this not end up on many year end best of lists? You know, it's certainly going to be a consideration for me. So, well, I'm just looking at what's come out in the past, what's coming out in May, in June, in July, in this summertime. How many good fucking albums there really are so far? Look, yeah. look, okay, so you have there's a new Corporate Clonny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to the good shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, Arcturus, fucking Arcturian. I love this album. It's probably yeah. top contender for album of the year for me I already. I still have to go and listen to that album. Oh, it's so good. I've been slacking. Uh, new Camelot. Yeah, album, one of the album of the year contenders, definitely. More for you than me. Um, I, so, I, it just gets better and better and better for me. I just can't get in. There's something about Camelot that just doesn't grab me. <laughs> okay. You're like, ah, I, I got to get out of here. Well, I just, I just feel like you have to... I, I've I tried. No, I've tried. I just feel like it's going to be one of those things that's. I've gonna, even seen them live. It's going to hit you at some point down the road, but I think it'll hit you if you go back and listen to their older okay. stuff, like we talked about last time. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, Sirenia has a new album out, which I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, I haven't heard that one either. Um, there's a new uh, album from Kane's Offering, and we might play something from that in another yeah. episode, which is Timo Cotipelti. F- Cotipelto yeah. from Stradivarius and the. Timo Cotipelto. There you go. <laughs> Um, and a uh, guitar player that used to be in Sonata, Sonata Artica. Artica. Yeah, What's Yari. Yari. Uh, Yari, uh, I can't, I don't even want to try the last yeah, name. Let's but, not even try to butcher that. Yeah. He, he's just been kind of like uh, MIA for a long time. I guess he was in school. Well, there's been a couple of Kane's Offerings albums out before, so this isn't the first one. Yeah, but he, I mean, he really has no like web presence himself, so it's just nice to hear him resurface again somehow. Yanni uh, Limatrin and Miko Harkin. Both from Sonata Arctica. Miko Harkin was, uh, is, I think, best known as like an engineer for a lot of Finnish yeah. metal they were, they were the founding members of the band. Yeah. So this is their second album. The last album came out in 2009. Yeah. So, okay, let's move on. Um, we have, I can't even say it with a straight face, Cold Chamber. No, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, why did Cold Chamber put in an album out? But that's another topic, another time. Uh, Apparently a lot of people were inter- uh, really? interested in that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe we should be listening nope. to it. I don't know. Nope, I'm good. Uh, the brand new Face No More, Soul Invictus. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about that now or you want to wait? Let's talk about it now. Um, I am I just finished writing a review. I'm in the process of editing it. Oh, did it. you? Uh, you don't sound too enthused. You know what it is? It's just like, and I, was, I figured it out today because I, I had a hard time writing the review because I was like, a, I don't want to criticize a band who hasn't released an album in so long. Just like you know, criticize them just to criticize them. The album, yeah. Um, so give them like a grace period, benefit of the doubt type thing. But the more I was thinking about it, and I was finishing the review today, I realized what it is that's bothering me about the new Faith No More album. It's that they've always been a band that changed. Every album sounded different. I mean, there's no two Faith No More albums that sound that sounded uh, similar. Real Thing sounded completely different to the two Chuck Mosley albums before it. Then Angel, Angel Dust sounded way different from the Real Thing. King for a Day, real, way different from Angel Dust. And then Album of the Year sounded completely different from uh, King for yeah. a Day. The problem with Soul Invictus is that it reminds me of like a merging between King for a Day and Album of the Year. So A, it's it's anathema to the, what the band does. It's it's the antithesis of what they tr- what they do in terms of just naturally progressing and changing their sound and being chameleons. And then two, it just feels like when I when I, I play the album, it's a short album. It's only it's barely forty minutes. Really? And I'm like, 
man, I feel like I've heard these songs before. Either I've heard them on old Faith No More records, like like yeah. album of the year, or I've heard them like in a Mike Patton side project, like Tomahawk. But and there were the there there were some really catchy tracks on the on the album. There, okay, like I like it's it's it sucks to say that that the single we were playing a couple episodes ago, uh, "Motherfucker" is the best song on the album, but it is it it, it is I think. And then "Superhero" is like, good. I like "Superhero" a little bit. I like "Sunny Side." Up. I was about to say I like "Sunny Side Up" too. And then the rest of it, I'm just like, they're, okay, the last song of the album is really good. I forgot what the name of the track from the was. dead. Yeah, yeah, that's a good tune. But again, there's nothing. It just sounds like they're kind of retreading and kind of dipping into sounds and stuff they've done before. And, and there's no sense of them really doing something new apart from like what I th- like motherfucker where I thought like, yeah, that sounded really fresh and interesting. I would like to go see them live though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, nothing against. I haven't seen them. I have I saw them live once on that Metallica Guns N' Roses like stadium right, yeah. tour. That was the only time I'd ever seen They're them. They're coming here next month. And I'm yeah. not sure I'm going to go to that show. Just tickets are the expensive. Tickets are expensive. Yeah, they man. really are. Like you're essentially paying seventy dollars to go see a theater show. Right. I don't know about that, man. It's crazy. I mean, I, I would feel bad about missing them, but would I really feel that bad? I don't know. So moving on from that, um, we have of course a brand new album from Pure Maze. Yeah. Um, called Disciples of the Sun. Hey, let's, we should play something from that. Let's let's do that in a few minutes. Yes, yes, we will. Um, the, there's a brand new Leprous album, which I'm enjoying the hell out of. Yeah, I'm trying to get into. I can see why people like that band so much and why there's so much critical hype. Don't be surprised to see that album just topping all these years. No, endless. it probably will. It's it's not as good as the last couple of albums. That's though. what I've I will, heard. Right? I will, I'll tell you that much, though. I, I've only heard the last album before. It's not the one, not their first one, but... For whatever reason, Leprous is. I'm having a hard time digesting this band, and I just need to give. You know, they're 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 the backing band for Eson. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, So I mean, that's that was that was the reason. Yeah, the whole reason for. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it when we get when we get to the song. We'll talk about it more. Um, There's a brand new Halloween album came out called "My God Given Right." Yeah, what do you? Just really quick, real quick opinion on that album. Yes. What do you think of it overall? I mean, it's kind of weak, don't you think? It's it's weak as far as as Halloween albums go. Yes, but I just think they went too silly with it. There are some definitely silly tracks on it. I think most of the albums, goddamn silly. And I'll tell you what, there's, I mean, Lost in America. One of the best songs of the year. That is a stellar song with a great hook, and, and and it's just a great chorus. My friend John was he was he's like I had the music video in my head, like Benny Hill style video editing <laughs> of them in an airport drinking and getting into trouble. I'm like, great, brilliant, yeah. But that could be fun. Apart from that, like the entire album, I'm just like I don't need to listen to this again, and that's really? unfortunate. Yeah, I just don't. It I I, I gave it a couple of spins and I was just like, no, I no. I would disagree on that. I, I maybe I'll go back and listen to it again, but the swing of a fallen world, heavy song, really good song. I mean, but there are there is a lot of a lot of tongue in cheekness on this album that you know, which Halloween are known for, of course. But yeah, but not in. I mean, they they really just po- laid it on thick. On Heroes this album. is really catchy. That first and track. I think the album's a couple songs too long. I think they have. It is. It's I think like, they went into freedom call territory here, like making like a just. No, not knowing when to stop, basically. It's 61 minutes and 11 seconds. Yeah, that's a long album. Yeah, it is. And then if you get the the bonus track, uh, yeah, <laughs> makes it even longer. Yeah. But maybe next episode we'll we'll have to play some notes from it. Yeah. Let you digest it a little bit more. Come on. Uh, let's see what came out. What's coming out in June? Uh, we mentioned the Armored Saint. 
um, New Paradise Lost, The Plague Was In, Nuclear Salt put out an EP. This was the last thing they're ever going to do. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Coming up, we have a brand new Skinless album, Gorgoros, uh, Disharmonia Mundi, Luca Torilli's Rhapsody, Virgin Steel, High on Fire, Jungle Rot. Um, I've heard that new Virgin Steel album is supposed to be really good. I haven't listened to it I haven't myself. heard it yet. I have not heard it. I'm excited about that. Yeah. It's been so long. And then coming up in July, it's a little. It, it tones down a little bit. So we got new albums from Between the Buried and Me, Cradle of Filth, uh, Lamb of God. If you're into Lamb of God, they have a new album coming out. Uh, Symphony X has a new album coming out. Cataclysm, Dandria has an EP. And then August is, looks like a good mo- uh, month. You have brand new albums from Cattle Decapitation, Fear Factory, Stradivarius, There's a New Soulfly, Ghost of the Sword, Hate Eternal, Motorhead, Nile, and Soilwork all Gee, in this August. This is just crazy. So, I mean, all these albums coming this out. Is this is the year. summer of fucking metal, man. Yeah, this is just the year of, of a different. Like, all these bands are going to be releasing albums. Then that's not even to mention the fact that the, the giant of giants is looming on the horizon uh, sometime later this year Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, yeah. They, they're guaranteed to release the album in 2015. So. Now that, you know, Bruce has got the OK yes. and he's, he's good. Yeah. It's good news, man. Yeah, that was, that was fantastic to, to So we just that. talked about a bunch of new releases that are coming out this summer. Let's talk. Let's actually play one of those songs from one of those albums. Yes. So you picked this out. Uh, the Pyramids track. Um, am I, I, I? I don't know if I'm saying that band name right, but um, so it this sounds is, right to me. Pyramids. Uh, what was the name of the song again? It was uh, Disciple something? Disciples of the Sun. Disciples of the which Sun. Which is the title track, too. It is the one they did the video for. Um, I didn't pick it just because it's the single. It's one of the stronger songs in the album, um, which is one of those rare instances where a metal band actually promotes the stronger song on the album. Uh, but the entire album is surprisingly tight. And just if you're into prog metal, if you like Evergrey, for example, if you like, an, like the idea of an Evergrey Dream Theater Symphony X mashup, yeah, that's what this album is. And they've had great vocalists through their career. They've had everybody from like Urban Breed, uh-huh, who has been on, yeah. you know, from um, how was he in before Bloodbound? Yeah. Um, let's see, you had Lance King, who's a bit pretty well known vocalist, and yeah. you had freaking Matt Barlow on one of their albums. Yeah, on Immortal, I think. Yeah, was, that was the, the album before this. Yep. Uh, Urban Breed now singing for that uh, Halloween Blind Guardian side project. Uh, we we played them like a couple episodes ago. Urban Breed. Oh, that's yeah. right. We did, didn't we? Yeah, Serious Black with yeah. the goopy name. That's right. I forgot about that. Serious Black. That's correct. But the new guy they have, this guy, uh, how did you, you say his name? Uh, t- uh, Terjay Havroy. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. That guy. <laughs> He's... Uh, this basically he hasn't really been in anything before this, um, anything that I've heard or anything really popular. Um, he's a Norwegian singer, and he is uh, he just joined the band this year apparently. Yeah, and just he's so good on the album. He's got this great range to him, but also that kind of uh, gravity to his voice, that kind of you know heaviness built into his voice. So he can he can do the whole thing, the whole range, and I'm just so impressed with his performance on the album. Is that why you like the album so much? I th- I think so. But I mean, the songwriting is really good. But he just dominates the album. Um, Maybe the best vocal performance I think I've heard this year so far. Wow, that's yeah. some high praise. Uh, yeah, it's it's really really good. So let's get into a, a brand new track from Pyramids, and we're going to get into another track right after that. It's good. it's a twofer. 
the two for Tuesday. It yes. is actually, it is Tuesday, so yeah. we could say that. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into another track that you picked out. It was sort of fits in the, this vein. It's Witchbound. Um, the track you picked out was Mandrake's Fire, and the album is called Tarot's, Tarot's Legacy. Tarot's Legacy, yeah. Well, um, we'll talk about them when we get back. When we get back, yeah, because there's a backstory to that whole thing. So, oh, let's yeah. do that. All right, we'll be, we'll be right back after these two tracks.
the healing books got empty spaces it's time to spread the word i'm looking into suffering faces of all the sick and hurt don't trust what all the wise are doing they promise and cause your ruin bloodletting ain't the wandertainment to stop disease inside and only prayers won't lead to pretend god only knows i'm right don't waste your coins on superstition just follow the Welcome back to the show. We just heard a twofer. Twofer. Twofer that's Tuesday. That's the exact word that was going through my head, too. Twofer? Yeah. That's right. Uh, we just heard, or we just listened to um, Witchbound doing 
Mandrake's Fire from Tarot's Legacy. Yes. And before that, before before we move on, let's we we listen to Pyramid's uh, Disciples of the Sun. Yep. Same title track from that album. Yes. I really like that Pyramid. I so good. Not so much on the Witchbound. <laughs> okay, so what? Just putting it out there. What is it about the Witchbound? That you I don't know. It's something. It's speaking of little cheesy and not i like cheese right, yeah yeah you know i like i love the cheese right. but there's something about that beat in it it's just it, it just sounds sophomoric maybe i don't know what it is <laughs> it's just it's definitely a rock that, is that it's, rude it's, it's definitely a hard rock drum beat yeah it's it, just uh yeah it's it's, it's an ACDC beat. yeah exactly yeah uh what's his name phil rudd right yeah um well you know what yeah i, I think that Witchbound. uh i know you think of paul rudd from ant-man um, maybe Paul Rudd. There is a uh, police uh, sire, uh, police lights going off in front of your house. Oh, we're nice. being too metal over here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's, I guess. The, okay, they're driving away. All right. It's probably yeah the bug man that comes by oh, here. Every giddy once up. Okay. Um, so witchbound. Way to um, ruin it. We're not in a house. We're in a studio. Yeah. Witchbound is an interesting project. It's just this, this is their first album. Who knows if there's going to be another one? But. Um, the ex Stormwitch guys basically yeah. are the guys in this band, and you know, okay. I know Stormwitch. I think is still going on, uh, member changes and everything. But Lee Terrett, basically, the reason why they call the album Terrett's Legacy, um, Lee Terrett was the founding Tarot member. Or Tarot? I guess Tarot. Tarot. Tarot yeah. I think it's a silent T. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was the. Uh, There's your your grammar <laughs> grammar lesson for the day. Uh, founding member of Stormwitch back in the yeah. day, and so he passed away a couple years ago. And so this was kind of like, like some of his songs they were unfinished or whatever, or like oh. some kind of concept he was doing. Now I feel shitty for talking bad about it. No, 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 it's okay. But like when you when you look at the lyrics, there's some sort of concept going on. Like he's singing about some sort of historical thing. Uh, I haven't really figured it out yet, but definitely there's some sort of historical setting for this album conceptually, and it's kind of interesting. There's just so many catchy songs on there. Um, the why didn't guy, we, why didn't we play one of those? No, wait, that oh. was a catchy song. <laughs> the only one uh, who's not an ex Stormwitch guy is the vocalist who I've never heard of before. This guy named Thorsten Lichter, who's um, just a, some German Pardon guy. Me? Really good vocalist, has a kind of uh, gruffness to his voice and stuff, and a regalness to his voice that you would expect. When you see a picture of him, the guy looks like he looks exact. He almost looks like a metal version of the um, the most interesting man in the world. With the silver hair and the goatee and the you know just like just exactly like that guy really yeah it's uncanny but um, I don't know I, I I it was just one of those albums that actually you passed over to me yeah some just random promo and I took a listen to it and I was like man this is surprisingly jaunty and fun it's just a fun album and when I looked into it I was like jaunty. oh Stormwitch okay Stormwitch was one of those bands in the 80s that just sort of got forgotten by time but they had some good albums back then um if you're into just kind of traditional german metal you know they weren't really thrashy or anything they were just sort of like straight ahead heavy metal like more melodic gravedigger i suppose (laughs) gravedigger is going to be touring in the states with um uh, Blind Guardian, Guardian yeah. yeah, yep. That's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be the show of the year, the show of the century. I'm not a huge Grave Digger fan. His vocal sort of great on me a little bit. Uh, yeah, I can see that. But I mean, just just two two. I mean, Blind Guardian, obviously. That's yeah. the only reason I need to be there. But exactly um, right. 
but it would be great to have an opening band worthy of Blind Guardian finally. I, mean, I think every time I've seen them, it's just been disappointment after disappointment, basically, as their openers. So, so some bands have disbanded recently. Yeah. So let's three inches of blood have called it quits. Yeah, right. We're gonna about play that. like one more show. Yeah. Um, of course, Immortal has called it quits. <laughs> yeah. For under that title, under that name, yeah. they're gonna be. There's gonna be a different version of the band somehow. I, I could I could go on at length about the whole Immortal thing, and I won't right now. But I mean, you know what? He's calling it Abbath, and that's good enough for me. That's right. He's just calling it Abbath. That's good enough for me. I mean, I'm. I, I just. I was, want... I was taking a bus, but. Like, by that. I mean, what has Demon Oz done for that project in over a decade? I mean, write the lyrics? Oh, come on. They're not that difficult. Immortal lyrics are good, but they're not that great. Come on. Yeah, Agreed. I'm, I'm totally fine with Abbott just proceeding ahead. And my, he, he already has my, an album like, written and recorded. One of apparently. my favorite things on the entire internet is the daily Abbott's pictures. <laughs> just in putting Abbott's in like weird places. It, it's just really funny. Yeah. Prog Power always, shares a lot of them. That's where I get him from. I've always wondered what he thinks of that. I'm sure he's a big fan of it. I'm sure he's he, got to be. You got to, yeah. You got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, just think about how much more attention it's gotten them. You know. Uh, so, in solitude, have uh, called it quits. Yeah, that really bummed me out because their last album was so freaking yeah. good. And uh, recently, it just was announced that Mod is he, Billy Milano is putting Mod to rest. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think there's a Room or he he said he's going to retire from uh, touring. So, what about an SOD album? Well, I, I mean, I don't see the point, though, right? Yeah, I guess not. If you're not if you're not going to tour on it, I mean, I, I, he I guess he must have a situation in his life where he doesn't need to tour anymore. So, financially, so I mean, that, I guess it's good for him. I mean, the last album was a uh, 2007. Yeah, well, a long time ago. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. So no more MOD, no more Billy Milano for you. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how many people are going to be too upset about that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> right? Maybe not that many. Yeah. You might have a good point there. Um, So here's a topic I wanted to touch upon. I know it sort of gets in geeky, um, sort of on the geeky road a little bit, but yeah. um, I just caught up on Game of Thrones. Yes. And we don't want to spoil it for anybody who's um, not caught up yeah, yet. Yeah, no but, spoilers on this. Um, episode 8 came out, and let's just say there's a big battle between mm-hmm. um, Jack Frost and some other, and some humans. Yeah, yeah. Some wild, some wild stallions or Basically, something. Basically, just something that you want to see happen, the show finally happens. Yes. Um, and some of the members of the Wildlings, the humans... Was Mastodon? Yeah, yeah, I know that's so. Awesome. They already had the the beard ready to go, so I was like, oh, "That's pretty cool." Yeah, I mean, just he fits right in. Um, that picture of was it Brett from Mastodon? He was like right in the front. Um, there's a scene when Jon Snow is walking through a bunch of them. They're all just kind of staring him down yeah. and stuff. And he's one of the guys like right there in front of the camera. It's that's pretty cool. It was I didn't realize that um, until after I had seen the episode, but uh, yeah, it was. Dude, that uh, that episode was so awesome. When I was, I I just, it's it was so great. Uh, if and anyone who's watched that by by now should know how awesome it is. But like, is you didn't right there. You Looking didn't the see it coming. Yeah, look how good they look. Fantastic. That was such a great episode. Maybe one of the finest hours of TV I ever watched, or the finest thirty minutes of TV because I think it's just like the last yeah half the last the half hour of the show. Yeah, I just never saw it coming. Like, whoa, whoa battle, awesome. <laughs> 
I love I love this season of Game of Thrones. I love the last season, but I, and I love this season. I too. love. Um, okay, so the description when they posted their pictures, um, Brent Hines posted. This was his tagline. I smoked so much hash with that zombie guy right behind me. His name was Scary Jerry. <laughs> Scary Jerry, yeah. Smoking weed was a zombie. Yeah, and he does look like a zombie. The guy, the guy behind him. Yeah. This is after. Well, we don't want to spoil anything. So that's is that after or is that? That's got to be after. Okay. Wow, that's crazy. They covered up his tattoos pretty well. Yeah. But it's making him dirty. Yeah. Throw some mud on you and some <laughs> blood and dirt, and you're good. Yeah. Good. No more tattoo. Yeah. Because yeah, they they were on the um that album that came out a few months ago, which along along with Anthrax, oh the Game of Thrones, the Game of mix Thrones mixtape too, yeah. a lot of rap stuff on there. But um, one of the showrunners is a huge metal fan. That's how Mastodon got on oh, there. I I believe it. I'm not sure if it's Weiss or the other guy, um, but uh, yeah, that's awesome. And it should be you know there should be a metal representation of that. The Mastodon moment. song is called White Walker, right? That's on that album, and it's not heavy at all. It's actually a really good song. Though. Yeah, yeah. We might have to in the. In this I, I, I like that entire mixtape. I actually was listening to it a couple of days ago. Everything on it? Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Are okay. you a secret rap fan now? Well, I just you know I, I can. Those are very poppy songs in there. I just kind of think like in the context of viewing it as pop music. Yeah. There was it was good. It's fun. Okay. What do you yeah. think of the Anthrax song? We played it on the show before. But I like the Anthrax song. It's yeah. really catchy. Yes. And if there's any, is this really a good indication of where the next album's going to be? I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Because it reminded me, one of my favorite, some of my favorite Anthrax music was with John Bush, was right. some of the the B side stuff they did, like Poison My Eyes is one of my favorite tracks, and it gave me that feeling of that of, of that era. You know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, which I was happy with. So. Yeah, Mastodon has uh, been on TV now. They're TV yeah, stars. Yeah. They, and they weren't twerking it. Yeah, no. <laughs> so kind of makes me wonder, like, um, yeah, if more metal bands will start popping up on, you know, soundtracks for these kinds of things. Maybe. Like, the X-Files has just started shooting this week. Did it start shooting? And uh, they just started this week. Okay. And, um, That's pretty cool. If you remember back in the day, on the uh, the first official soundtrack album for the show... Uh, they had a. It was a good album. Wasn't it like Nine Inch Nails? Yeah, and, and they and had that the, kind of um, that first Foo Fighters song on there. That um, Down in the Park. Yeah, that and, cover song. Yeah, and it was just a great freaking album. Like, Music inspired by X Files. Yeah, like a lot of hard rock and like kind of uh, weird industrial type artists around there. And I kind of wonder if they're going to do something else like that, like incorporate some metal type stuff. Yeah, there's some really good heavy metal uh, soundtrack stuff in the '90s, man. Yeah, yeah. We should we we should do an episode nineties metal. That. 90s, well, nineties soundtrack metal. But go really specific. Oh yeah, I can already think of a couple. Heck, yeah. I can think of a Faith No More song right now. Uh, yeah, we should do that. Let's let's plan. Maybe the next episode we can do that. I got we, special shout out to these people. Who, I've had a lot of feedback. I know that you have, but in me individually, on my Twitter, uh, I've I've gotten sent some emails from guys who are like giving us feedback on the show and for so long we've been asking for it and now we're starting to get it it's like yes keep it going like yeah if you have something to say to us say it you know like don't be afraid of this to say something um and like one of the guys was saying like like how about some theme shows like and then it's been a while on the last episode but we're gonna do these um we're gonna start we're gonna start knocking these out i think the first one we were talking about doing was the concept album one right which i can see happening a few months from now um 
But I also want to do something. We had me and I were talking about uh, doing a show that was um, was it was it just like cover songs or was it like specific type of cover songs like metal cover songs of non yeah non metal songs non metal songs yeah. yes and I, and I want to do that too yeah me too I would I would love to do more. You know, the special episodes will will be less topic oriented, yeah. and then will be just more music, right? Yeah. So I think that's a great way to go. So that way we can actually do maybe some more episodes and throw yeah. them in there. You know, yeah. Because it doesn't have to be topical. We can just have it have them ready to go. Yeah. The, the episodes like this are talk heavy because there's so much to talk about. Yeah. New music needs to be talked about. You know. So, um, yeah. Great, great feedback though. I've been happy about that. So we just came up with topics off, you know, ideas for episodes like right off the top of our head right, right. now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So uh, let's get into our next track. Yes. Uh, the band is called Leprous. We talked about them before. Yes. And everyone's talking about this album right now. I, I, yeah, you're right. It's a good album, though. You're not so much into it, are you? No, I, I'm not saying it's not good. Um, I can tell like, like, oh, this I can see why people like enjoy this so much. It's just... For whatever reason, it's just not, you know, it's not hitting me. It's like uh, it's like that band Sleep. Yeah? Really? Like, I have tried to get into them. Dragon Knot, really? That's an awesome fucking song, man. And I just can't get into them. So this is their... I just feel bad. <laughs> well, I didn't like Witchbound, so it's okay. Okay, yeah, There's fair, a... <laughs> fair enough. Fair um, Congregation is the name of the album. Uh, 2015 release... Um, They've been steadily putting on albums, you know, every couple of years. But, uh, yeah, they are, um, where are they from? They are Nor- a Norwegian progressive progressive metal band, I guess, yep. is, how would you would call them. This album is very, it, it gives me a feeling of like Stephen Wilson, like songwriting style to it. You know what I mean? Hmm. If you take it, look, it, it's very like. Opessian in nature, since we came up with that term before. Yeah. And very Stephen Wilson style. And there's some stuff that doesn't work, but a lot of it does work. You know me. what bothers me? Though? I, I'll get specific here for, for one thing. Sometimes the vocals sound too. Um, I mean this in the in, in not in an insulting way, but they sound too Americanized for me, I think. Too American radio rock friendly in a way. Um, can you, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, but it's just the style. I, yeah, I just, I don't know. That's, that might be what's throwing me off. It's almost, Ethan does that stuff too, though. Not like this, though. Well, okay, I'll, I'll give <laughs> he, you that. He, he does clean vocals, but they're very distinctive clean vocals. These are more like. There's some really catchy um, harmonies and stuff on this album. Yeah. Let's get into the song. I'll make you listen to it again, yeah. and we'll we'll have another opinion when we get back from this almost eight minute track. So yeah, okay. let's get into it. Thank you. 
If I've played 
And we have returned to the show. We just heard um, a track from Leprous. Um, so what do you think of it now? Uh, you know what? Just listening to it isolated like that, that song in particular, that sounds great. A little bit of the vocal problems still bother me, but I mean, yeah, I mean, that was, at least for just hearing it now, the best song on the album, I think. So, yeah, the song we heard was called The Flood, and the album is called The Congregation. It's a it's a very interesting album, very interesting song. I think you mentioned a little bit of the pop style vocals. I don't know if I consider that, well, I don't know if I would really say it was more pop. It's more... It very felt it felt very much like Dave Gahan from Depeche Mode. That, yeah, the, his his style vocals. I can see that now. And like, if if I think the, here's the thing: the music is so good, and the it, the songwriting so smart. Yeah, the vocals won't be a stumbling block for me. I think I just need to listen to it more. It's also throwing me to finally hear like you don't really often hear a clean metal or, or a clean vocal band in metal that's not power metal. You know. And yeah, I don't, I don't well, consider Lepers to be a power metal band. And at I, all. I'm glad you said that they they're smart. It's yeah, it's it's smart metal. Yeah, it, it's just it's just a thoughtful kind of songwriting or kind of articulate, you know, really interesting, introspective, introspective uh, um, arrangements. You know, just it invokes the, the way the way they they layer the vocals and kind of cascade them. Do, all over so the place. did it did it. Elicit any kind of like emotional response when oh, you listen I, to it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then it did a job. Yeah, no, yeah. I think I just need to go back and keep listening to this album and keep keep listening to it. It's just one of those albums. That I think I don't think it's album of the year for me, but it's 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 a good album. I don't, but I don't know how long it's going to stay stay around. You know what I mean? Yeah, not to not to let the cat out of the bag or anything, but I mean for me, there's already. In my mind, I already have an idea of what the album of the year is. Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's the Halloween I know what album. your album of the year is already. Which one? Camelot. No, really? No, I think I think without a doubt it's the Stephen Wilson album. Okay. I mean, just there's nothing that has yet to achieve that level. Apparently, we're talking about Yahoo Screen. Um, Yahoo Screen is going to have a, a Stephen Wilson concert this week. I need to get on this Yahoo. It's free. Business. I mean, yeah. I have it on my Apple TV, so oh, that's yeah, how we watch yeah. it. I saw something on Facebook about that. Yeah, yeah, concert. Right, cool. I'm definitely going to watch that because the guy be never fun. freaking comes to Houston. So, he, not in a solo. He came with Pokemon Tree a few years ago, but um, yeah, Brad? they must have come. And I, I think they the last time they were here, like in O nine or O ten or something. Uh, I missed them if they came here at all because the last time I. I know they were here. It was in two thousand and five on the Dead Wing tour. Yeah, and that's when I saw them at the Engine Room, and that was I actually got into the venue to see their sound check. Me and this other guy who were hanging out by the venue talked to their um, their tour manager and was like, "Hey, can we just watch sound check from the back of the venue?" He's like, "Yeah, all right." And really? we were in there for like four songs, just watching them by ourselves in this venue in the dark. Great. Nice. Yeah, this is a good memory. So. Uh... Did you hear about the Rock Am Ring thing that happened? No, not until tonight when I saw the link. So, according to Loudwire, 33 people had to go to the hospital after a lightning after lightning struck the grounds at the Rock Am Ring Festival in Germany. The first strike, which landed around 1 a.m. just after Marilyn Manson played, there's something right there. Yeah, um, left the stage, injured eight crew members backstage. So, wow. and then meanwhile, afterwards, I'm sorry. People were urged to head under a lightning-proof tent, which they did have set up. A second strike hit about 4 a.m., injuring another 25 people. Is it just that there's, like, 
pools of water on the ground and I have no idea. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know how that works. Like, where one lightning strike can affect that many people. But the picture on Metal Sucks, it's a picture of a, of a festival crowd with a, a really bad looking drawing of a of god shooting lightning at him out of his eyes. <laughs> Pretty damn funny. Yeah. Very good. That sucks. I mean, you go to enjoy uh, just a concert, you know what I mean? Yeah. How do you foresee something like that happening? It's just bizarre. You know, nobody got seriously injured, so nobody died from we, it. So. You know, we haven't recorded since we had these ridiculous storms in Houston. No. They pretty much flooded this city. And that night that it was happening, that Monday night, I was coming back um, I was uh, on the road, and I was uh, I got caught up in the storm as I was driving and had to pull over, basically. I couldn't get into my apartment because my gates were – the power was out, and the gates were – blocked yeah so i was like oh i can park my car right here and then make a run for it but then i noticed i was like looking up out of the car and like lightning it seemed like the lightning was directly over my apartment complex so i was like you know what i'm just gonna chill in the car for a little bit <laughs> and we were coming back from uh comic palooza yeah that night because oh, monday God. was the last day so yeah. we stopped at whataburger on the way back as you do if you're right. from, if you're a good you know from you from houston yeah um and we could we knew the weather was coming so that's why we left and the the skies were turning purple and you could see lightning everywhere right. and we're like all right just just get home yeah and we just drove home yeah. we made it no problems wow. i slept through the whole damn thing jeez yeah, yeah really good the next morning you realize the city's underwater yeah i couldn't go to the work the next day i'm like yes yeah but no it's bad right it was it was, it was a bad bad flooding here yeah what in uh, most of it had to deal with you know houston's surrounded by bayous and there's a bunch of bunch of bayou systems yeah here that's why they call it the bayou city and they there was no place for that water to go it just overflowed everywhere yeah i mean it wasn't even so much on that night it was like the days afterwards when there was no rain all that water still has to drain somewhere yeah. where is it draining it's draining to the bayous and the bayous were already and, full yeah crazy yeah. crazy crazy yeah they're, they're still cleaning it up right now so no, no, I know they are. Your, your neighborhood was fine, though, right? Yeah, I, nothing bad in my neighborhood. Um, I couldn't get to work that day, yeah. but um, just there's areas around here, like West Belfort, was a completely underwater. Jeez. Which is only like five minutes from here, you know? Yeah. But, I've, never, I've never been a part of a concentrated amount of rain that fell in such a short amount of time. Like, I've never been a part of that until that night. It was yeah. just like, like, they said it was like 11 inches or something in, a, in like an hour. Like, That's what they tell you. Are you serious? 11 inches? Jesus. You that's know? what they tell you. They always say it's 11 inches, but. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's what oh, I don't fucking know. Okay. Um, so I, I think that um, brings to the end of the show. We have one more song that we're going to play. Yeah. But let's talk about our social media and where they can find us first. So first of all, uh, you can find MSRcast at metalinjection.net, which has been our home for almost 10, over 10 years now. You can find us at msrcast.com, which is also the same website as metalgeeks.net. Both of those websites will take you to the same place. You can find your website at themetalpigeon.com. And I'm uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themetalpigeon. And we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well at msrcast. Also, follow us at metalgeeks on all those social medias. And like you were talking about before, check out the uh, video show. Um, go to Google, yeah. look up uh, the CW39 Houston Adventures of Geekery, and the you'll actually celebrity get celebrity in the making. Uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> you'll get to see my 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 mug on on the screen, right? Yeah. Instead of just hearing my mug, you get to see it. Yeah. 
But thanks for tuning in. Um, it's been a metal-filled episode of MSRcast. Yes. Um, I think the idea of next episode, we'll do a couple of uh, you know specialty shows. Oh, I yeah, think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So in the meantime, we have one more song to play. We have something, sort of a world premiere. It's a local doom band, um, female-led doom band mm-hmm. called Project Armageddon, who actually played Comic Pluto and I saw, and they were really awesome. The drummer has like this... I'll have to try see if I can find a picture and post it on, on Twitter or something, but the drummer now has like this weird fucking wet, uh, drum set that sort of fits together and... It's okay. The bass drum pedals are on the side, so you have this big bass drum that sort of like ver- right. it's it's hard to explain without huh. seeing it, and it just sort of comes together and for a quick setup. It's it's the weirdest thing. Right. So, hope maybe if he's listening to this, he can explain what is going on with his drum set. <laughs> but he, he made it himself. I don't know. Right. Maybe. Um, so the last song we're going to hear for the evening is Project Armageddon. Um, the the track is called. I have to look this up again. Go ahead and talk while I look this up. Are they? Um, is this for an EP or something they're doing, or is this just like they have an album coming out and they're actually touring? Uh, mm-hmm. They're they're beginning a tour, which let's see, uh, starts June thirteenth this this weekend in Houston. Yeah, they're playing Denton, Texarkana, uh, Indiana. Ohio, West Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Richmond, Virginia, and more to come. Wow, that's... They're doing a full tour. Yeah, more than a regional thing. Yeah, the Cosmic Oblivion Tour. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you like, you know... Go go see them. They're cool cool people. Yeah. And this song is very uh, 70s influenced, like, you know, doom metal. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, even everything from the vocal style to like, you know, the definitely the vocal style. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, so the track is called vortex to oblivion. And, uh, as, as always, my friend, keep it metal. Exactly. Right. Thank you. Thank you for getting it right. Yeah. Here's your, here's your five bucks. If I got it wrong. I, I don't even, yeah. But by now I should know it. You should be keeping it metal by right. now. I, I, I try to.
to listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net.